Party people! Party people! What is up, podcast world? Man, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Been it's a minute. Been a while. Back on the grind. Was that Nickelback or Daughtry? Don't it's know. been a while since I. <laughs> it also could be Creed. Could be there, in my mind, Nickelback, Creed, Daughtry is the same human. Mm. They're just different names and different. Uh, yeah, they're just different stage names. I love Creed. Do you really though? I don't think so, but I like. They had one album that was like Human Clay or something. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Bob's in that album. You know, it was a big time I album. know nothing about Creed or Daughtry. I just like making Ooh. fun of people that like Creed or Daughtry. Therefore, I'm gonna start making fun of you if you actually like Creed. Yeah, I'm gonna start listening to him all the time. We're actually only gonna play Creed when to walk in music for high school. <laughs> Yeah, that is our new playlist. See if anybody notices. <laughs> they won't. They won't. They'll love it. Oh, man. What is this hot fire? What are the odds that your next uh, communion talk is on Creed? 100%. No, you won't. You won't. Hey, people that are listening to this, hold Jake accountable. His next communion has to be based off of Creed. Has to be based off of your, your Human Clay album. I don't even know any of the songs. I'll have to look into it. We'll make it happen. Hey, next pod, we're going to do a top three uh, Creed, Creed songs. <laughs> top <list>. three Creed, <laughs> Creed songs. <laughs> Oh man! Is Creed, the Creed, the band's like not even the top Creed thing, because the Creed movies one, Creed uh, from the Office two, <laughs> Creed the band three maybe I don't know. Creed from the Office trumps all other forms of Creed. <laughs> he is the best. That is like my favorite stretch of the Office when he's the manager. Those are like that's like my favorite like few episodes when he's he's like this the seniority like manager when they're trying to find somebody new. They missed the joke somewhere in the Office with not having him listening to Creed. <laughs> I think at some point that could have been a funny joke. I don't know though. Is that on brand for Creed? Yeah. Oh, it's way yeah, on probably brand. <laughs> way on brand for Creed. He's like listening to Creed as he's murdering people. It's a sweet thing that he would do. <laughs> oh man! If we had a if we had to compare one of our coaches to Creed, who would it be? Who who gets the Creed award? Who gets the who's who the gets most, the who's the who's most, the most like Creed? Most Creedy. Who's the most Creedy out of uh, our coaches? I don't. Do you want to be like Creed? I feel like no. Mm. This is too on the spot. I'll have to think about this. We'll we'll, we'll get back to you guys uh, at the end of the pod. If it's you, we'll text you. <laughs> hey man, heads up, you're Creed. Oh man. Well, so, hey, glad to be here. Yeah, we're here uh, diving in. So my group isn't growing, and then we're gonna we're gonna rank some movies or things to watch on Disney Plus because it just came out. It's wow. exciting. Is it too soon to start bumming off of people? No, I don't have it yet. I'm waiting for someone to give it to me. Look, if you have Disney Plus and you're listening to this, uh, hit us up. Two poor student pastors are in need of a, a username yeah, and it. password right now. We'd love to just borrow it for the rest of time. Yeah, and we we for sure won't pay you, mm. but we'll be grateful. Yeah. I might tweet out, hey, thanks, this person for you, letting me use Disney look, Plus. Look, if you give us your Disney Plus login, you you will be our next uh, sponsor. Front runner for Coach of the Month. And COTM <laughs> might be coming your way. Oh, oh man. man. Hey, so we just got back from Mexico, which if you haven't gone off. Viva la Mexico! You really should find a way to go if you're a coach in high school or if you're a coach in junior high as a student. Make sure you go to Mexico. Awesome trip. Good times. Amazing. Exhausting. Tiring. Good news was uh, great sleeping conditions for me. Man. Uh, honestly, better than what I'm used to. 
didn't want to go back to my apartment. I, I absolutely enjoyed everything about our sleeping situation. Yeah, I feel you. It yeah. was no, it was good. I, I liked the trip. Great trip. We worked hard. We built a house. It is it is a cool time. Good time. It was awesome. We had great foremans this year, Ruben and Julie, and they were they were just incredible. They spoke fluent Spanish, which helped us a ton because this is the first time for me. I've been five times, I think, where I felt like I actually knew the family we were building a house for because. Our foreman spoke Spanish so well, and so we could communicate with the family, and it really does add an extra layer, in, in my opinion, to the trip, knowing the family and appreciating them and just knowing what they went through. And the person we built the house for lost her house in a fire a couple months ago, yeah. and basically she's been living, basically said she's been sleeping on top of her car for the last couple of months. We built her house, and they're just so incredibly grateful for what we're doing it's just a it's a cool opportunity and it's a cool opportunity to see students have like these incredible like revelations of how blessed they are and how they can utilize those blessings in their life to bless others um and so it's cool seeing these students that you're building houses with have like these big epiphanies and um, so it's cool it's cool walking alongside of them and you, you, it's cool because you actually get to see the fruit of your labor. Like you're seeing this house being built in front of you. You're actually doing something very practical to bless other people. Um, so if you if you didn't go to Mexico this year, like Jake said, you should for sure consider going because it is not only cool for your students, but it always sharpens your your own faith too as a coach, as a student pastor. Like I I feel I, I feel better not because I built something for somebody, but I feel like I was challenged through everything that we got to be a part of. Yeah, it is, it's super humbling just to realize, especially for those of you that grew up here, it's my life is incredibly different, literally just because I was born 300 miles north. Yeah, literally not, in a four hour car drive. Yeah, it has nothing to do with how hard I worked or how hard my parents worked. Nope, it has all to do with the fact that I was born a couple hundred miles north. And that's, that's crazy to think about and does put some perspective in your own life and just how you live. And so great trip, good times. And we're glad that we got to go on that. If you know someone in your groups that went to Mexico, don't let them not talk about it. Yes. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> Make sure they talk about it. Yeah. Ask them questions, fill, have them fill you in. It was yep. a great trip. Good times. Lots of spicy salsa. Mm. Good in the moment. A couple hours later, not so good. Yeah. I paid some serious consequences. Still recovering. Still still recovering, for sure. <laughs> Prayers up. Prayers up for Taylor and uh, my insides, please. Thanks. And Victoria, because she has to live with you. <laughs> yeah, well, she married into it, so her fault. That's on her. This morning, speaking of awful gas, this morning I was laying down in the bed, and I was kind of awake, and I was laying on my stomach. And I just let out a massive fart because it was about time to get up. Big old fart. Oh, my um, goodness. Marie was holding our daughter literally three feet away from my butt. Oh. So it was, it was hilarious. And I turned over and it was... They just, had to rush her to the hospital yeah, shortly they, after. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it was a disaster. So, Oh, have you ever farted yourself awake? Oh, yeah. Well, I think what happens is I fart Brie awake and then she wakes me up. <laughs> It's anger. a chain reaction. Yeah, it's a chain yeah. reaction. <laughs> you get you get woken up by a Brie right hand hook to the face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. All right, so we're gonna go super fast through this top three list because we think we have some good topics that we can talk about for a little bit with growing our group. And so we're gonna dive into the top three movies that you need to make time for on Disney Plus. You need to carve it out. 
And we're going to start with Taylor. All right, number three, Disney Plus. I love the fact that it literally is access to any Disney thing. Big part of my childhood was the Disney original movies on the Disney Channel. Mm -hmm. My favorite one, Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami, that is the life I've always wanted to live. And when I lived in San Diego, literally I would have moments when I would be surfing and be like, this is this is what I pictured my life being. Just like Johnny Tsunami. Surfing, not giving a care of the, like, just... I'm doing me. Just me and the ocean connecting as one. Just living. Living. I'm living large. Look at us. Look, look at us. Who, who would have thought? living. Yeah. Who would have so thought? So similar for me, number three is Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> similar because... Assemble the V formation. Yo, I'm from the north. Hockey was big time big. in Michigan. Similar to surfing was in Compton where Taylor's from. <laughs> and so I love Mighty Ducks. D1, 2, 3. Doesn't matter. Emilio Estevez. Killing if you it. had to choose D1, D2, or D3. I don't, honestly, I don't know enough to decide at this point in my life. They kind of come as a package deal. <laughs> I would watch them all. Johnny Tsunami 1, J Johnny Tsunami 2 back on board. It, it, without a doubt, Johnny Tsunami 1. Johnny Tsunami 2, I'm going to be honest, was a complete letdown because it was a <laughs> stupid dirtboarding movie. I'm like, who even dirtboards? Dirtboards. Yeah, it's dumb. That is dumb. But anyways. Speaking of dumb things, what's your number two? Well, I'm offended. Uh, my number two... <laughs> Glory Road. Have you ever seen the movie? Don't even know what the movie is. It is about the first all all black African American. I just said all black African American. Is that a double positive? Double negative? Five. I don't know. Um, the first all African American starting five Division One basketball team to win the national championship. It's amazing. I used to watch it before uh, any AAU basketball game that I played in. It was like my movie. It was like how people watch Rocky to get them fired up. I would watch certain scenes of Glory Road, and it would just get me freaking lit, dude. And I would, that was like my pregame ritual before basketball games. Man, didn't plan this, but my number two is pretty on point with your number two. Left side! <laughs> Strong side! Left side! Strong side! Make them remember forever <laughs> the night they played the Titans. Remember the Titans is a great movie, and if you watch it again, it's not near as great. But man, I've watched this movie probably a oh, hundred times growing I up. I think the joke there is like, after you say that, I'm like, oh, so you liked radio? <laughs> Yo, remember the Titans is a hype. So good, dude. Love that movie. Great soundtrack. Um, the best part about Remember the Titans is that was pre, like, impressive Ryan Gosling. Yeah. He wasn't looking good. He was a schmuck. And he sucked at football. Really bad. Put, put Petey in. <laughs> put, put Petey in. He's better. Oh, I'm put gonna, him in. He's better. I'm going to go home and watch that movie. What a great movie. So right, number good. Number one. Uh, number one. Dude, this is Pixar. One of my favorite movies of all time. Regardless of Disney or not, Up, I love Up so much. Up's a great movie. I I don't know what it is about Up, but I love it. It makes me laugh. It makes me cry. I put it in the same category as I talked about this a few pods ago, like La La Land. You feel every emotion on the spectrum of emotions when you watch Up. The first minute of that movie, the first time I ever watched Up, when it's the whole like montage of scenes of them meeting each other, getting married, and then her dying, cried. Just wept like a little baby, but uh, there's just a lot of redemption in that in that movie. Um, so yeah, Up is number one for me. Love that movie. All right, I'm gonna stick with Pixar bonus list. I'm just gonna use Pixar has so many great movies. I'm just gonna throw a instead of a list. This is just 
six Pixar movies that are all 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D, 20. <laughs> They're all so good. And so Up is one of them. Monsters, Inc. is one of them. Good. Toy Story. For me, it's still the original. Yep. You probably could argue any of them, really. They're all Did really good. Did you see good. the last Toy Story? I haven't seen the newest one yet. So good. So... Finding Nemo is also one that is great. Mm-hmm. Ratatouille. And mm. my my personal favorite as of right now, and my number one for this list on Disney Plus would be The Incredibles. The original Incredibles. So good. There is not a movie, in my opinion, that has figured out family banter and depicted it in such a way that seemed real, but also really funny. The family dynamics in that movie more so than the the lights and the shininess and the superheroes is what make that movie one of the best movies ever made. It's awesome. Because it's so real. Yeah. It's so, it hits close to home mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Yeah, I see a lot of myself and Mr. Incredible. Mostly, oh, no, that's what I meant. I didn't yeah, mean the family the, dynamic. I meant like the impressive <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> when you first got your Camry, I literally kept playing that scene, Mr. Incredible hopping into his little little like little box car yeah. you know what i'm talking about over and over in my head and i couldn't get that yeah, scene so out of what my you're head saying is i look like mr incredible the- pre-workout <laughs> Mr. Incredible. dang it yeah right. pre- pre-workout pre-lifting <laughs> trains uh mr incredible oh man dang. awesome All hey right. uh but quick side note uh for real send us your uh your login because i really need a Disney plus account <laughs> yeah. that wasn't a joke that was that was it very serious Buckle in, this is going to be a long podcast. I've already decided. <laughs> I didn't turn the timer on, and so we might be at 35 this week. But we missed last week, so it's fine. So yeah. we're going to jump into the, the question. And so basically the thought for today is, so my group isn't growing. And initially when you say that, I think that's a little in your face because some people are like, man, is he talking to me? Well, no, I'm talking to everybody because all of our groups could be growing more. But before you get really downer on yourself – there are a lot of reasons that that are super normal that maybe your group isn't growing, and Taylor's going to talk about those for a little bit. Yeah, I think um, first Jake hit this. This isn't a very passive aggressive way of us calling out coaches for their group. For their group, I hope you don't hear that. I think every coach wants to see their group grow, and we as student pastors want to see your group grow because what we know is this: our mission as a student ministry is for students to know who Jesus is. We want to see students from Boulder Creek Anthem Prep. Um, if you're a junior high coach from, from Anthem, from Gavin people, we want to see more students come to know who Jesus is. So we don't have this conversation because we're numbers driven for the sake of numbers. We have this conversation because we simply want to see more students know who Jesus is. So just we, we, we want to make sure that's like very, very clear from, from up front. But before we start having that conversation of why, why aren't our groups growing, I think before we can even have that conversation, we need to look at a couple seasonal things. And also, and what that means is seasonal is time of the year, but also the stage of life that your students are in. So let's start with that one first, the stage of life that your students are in. You have to see where your students are and, and see how that could maybe affect their attendance coming on a Sunday. So for instance, if you um, had a junior group going into their senior year, we know that their senior year is full of, of obstacles that could take them away from attending on a Sunday. They have college, college. They have college right around the corner, and they're investing a lot of time to make sure 
Um, they're getting their homework in, their projects in, that they're prepping to make sure that they're getting the GPA, the scholarship. So maybe there'll be a few weeks more than um, in past that they're not showing up. Um, it could be that, that they're getting jobs. If you have a sophomore group that's going to their junior year, that's really the time, that's the season of life where students are getting jobs. So now we're competing with jobs and they might get scheduled on certain Sundays and so they're not showing up. And so there's a lot of these seasonal times in their life where there's transitions that might take them away. So you have to look at that. Where are my students at in their life that, um, that there's, there's more of a competition of time? But two, there's just natural seasons throughout the year where attendance just drops. And we see this as a student ministry as a whole. Christmas time, you have three-day weekends, you have holidays that um, that take students away from coming on Sundays. So before you can even have that conversation in growth, kind of look at those few things to get a true picture of where your group's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we're gonna, I want you to think about all those things and put them in the back of your brain as you kind of assess if your group is growing or is not growing, but but throwing those all aside, I want you to think about those, but now uh, let's remove those and just focus on what we could be doing as coaches to maybe help our group grow. And so the, the first thing, we're gonna do, kind of do three things again. The first thing is basically just ask yourself this, the kind of reflective question, is my group time worth coming to? And, and it's that's not the experience. I don't think it matters. New students don't stay because the songs are good, the message is good. They don't stay because the basketball is fun. They stay because of group time. And group time is super vital. So you got to ask yourself, is my group fun? Is it productive? Does everyone get to share? Or, or is just the coach talking the whole time? Or my adults talking the whole time and not letting not letting the students share, do do new students feel included? Do they feel like they're a part of what's going on or do they feel attacked? Do they feel like they have opinions that are different than everybody else? We we actually did two podcasts earlier about this and I'm sure you'll listen to those, but if you haven't, some good stuff in there about really maybe enhancing your group time. But I think the first really thing to think about for why your group may or may not be growing is think about your your group time is that is it productive is it fun do people feel included and welcomed yeah you want to add on that no i think the the easiest concept and, and thing to relate it to is do you feel like your group is an open circle or a closed circle and I think if you're having an honest conversation with yourself, you'll be able to come to a quick <clears throat> realization if it's open or closed. And we want open circles. We want new students to always step in and feel like they have a they have a spot in that group. And so um, I think the second thing along with this conversation is it seems obvious, but I know for me, like I, I am so guilty of this. We tend to just forget we need to initiate that. Are we asking them are you inviting your friends? Are you going to invite your friends? Who, who are some names that you have right now on your basketball team, on your baseball team, in your classroom, people that you can bring? Hold them accountable to it. Don't just assume that they're doing it on their own. There might be 2% of students that are outliers that don't need that motivation. I think the rest of the 98% of people, 98% of students, they need that push from you. So we can't as coaches just assume that they're going to do it on their own. And I think a lot of that too is um, you as a coach need to show them that you want to see that from them. And what I mean by that is I think we can't just wait for them on Sundays to encourage them. That's why we talk a lot about going out to students throughout the week and being where they are. Um, There's nothing better than you going to one of your students' basketball games and meeting their friends. 
Now, now that's just another layer of accountability because you've met those people you know they should be inviting. And you can literally have that conversation with them. Hey, I met your friend Johnny at the basketball game. Are you gonna bring them? He seems like an awesome dude. Why, why aren't you inviting him? Um, so going to them and proving to them that you're very serious about them inviting. Yeah, it's not good enough just to, so Taylor and I are gonna say from stage, hey, bring friends. That doesn't really land. It, it might with a few kids, like Taylor was saying, but you really are going to be the ones that are going to have to go above and beyond and make sure that you're asking and encouraging and texting during the week and reminding students to bring friends. And so basically the, the three things are first, hey, is your group time worth coming to? Think about that. Reflect on that. Second, are you actually asking them or, or encouraging them? Or are you kind of just conceded to the fact that no one is going to come? And then the last thing is something that we're going to unpack a little bit for you, but it's this idea of investing in the top 20%. And this is a business term and kind of the idea of like, take hey, 20% of your people do 80% of the work. Like uh, there is a top level of people at every organization. And, and the same is true in your group time. And hear me out on this. We think that it is super effective and helpful to spend the majority of your uh, time and investment in this this group of leaders in your group. And that's not just me, this is a Jesus thing. So Jesus had his 12 disciples, so that's like your, your group, you have 12 people, but he spent most of his time with uh, Peter, James, and John. And that's only three, that's almost, that's about 20% of his group that he spent a lot of his personal time with investing. And, and here's what we think is important. If you put extra time and investment in these kids that you think are leaders, they're the ones that are gonna go out of their way to invite friends. And so when you look at your group and you notice the one or two kids that you know are leaders and movers and shakers in your group, why not spend extra time investing in them? And I need you to hear a heart on this. This does not mean that you are bailing from the other students. It just means that you're gonna put a little bit more effort into hanging out with those students. And over time, what happens is those students, how bought in they are, it helps the other people in your group become bought in as well. Yeah. And so if you can convince those students that are your leaders to, to bring friends and be engaged and, if you, and have those leader kids uh, love who you are as a coach and a leader, the, the growth is going to happen way more naturally. Yeah. And I think that's such a good reminder for a lot of us, because I think when we've think about engaging students in, in this idea of wanting our group to grow, we immediately just jump to, I need to interact with everybody at the same time. We try to put on these events where we're inviting everybody and then nobody shows up and it just is another way where we get easily discouraged. I think this takes pressure off of us as coaches because we're simply asking you to be very intentional with one or two students, just one or two. And I, I think we can, I think we can do that as coach coaches and it, and it takes pressure off of us. Yeah. And if, if you kind of hone in on who those people are in your group, it does help you set up some other things down the road. We've mentioned this before, but the idea of like maybe in your group having a new person person and basically what that means <laughs> is, and that's a catchy thing I want to keep using. So uh, maybe it's a leader in your group that they're in charge of anybody, any time someone new shows up, they make sure that student feels welcome. They're with them before service, during service, after service, in group time. And they're the ones making sure that new student feels connected and a part of that group. And that's something you're only gonna offer to your leader students. 
there are certain kids in your group that would be terrible at that. Don't ask them to do it. That's okay. That's fine. We're all good at different things. Not everybody has to be good at everything. So pick the kids that would be good at that and invest time in them, support them. Maybe they're the ones you're texting. Maybe maybe you turn to texting them. Hey, why don't you text the group to invite everybody to come mm-hmm. instead of the coach? And you start pouring into a few students to be leaders. And I think you would see a lot of growth in your group. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Well, I think that's it, right? Yeah, so here's kind of, we'll just recap the three things and uh, that we want you to kind of remember. Hey, so my group isn't growing. Here's some things to think about. One, is your group time worth coming to? Do some self-reflection. Two, are you even asking them to bring friends? Are you even encouraging them? Are you even reminding them? Sometimes we forget and we just assume it's happening or they should remember. And the third is, hey, invest in that top 20%. And what that means is pick the leaders of your group and work hard to invest in them. Now, if other kids wanna hang out with you, hang out with them, be a part of those kids, don't shun anybody. But the people that maybe you're trying to have over for dinner, maybe spend more time trying to get those leader kids over because they're gonna help move the needle in your group in a way that, in a way that is helpful and really allows them to do the legwork in your group instead of you. And oftentimes that works better in the long run. So those three things we think would be really helpful if you wanna get your group kind of growing, kind of add some new life to it. And so uh, make sure you stick around next week. We'll come back with a podcast. We're really just going to talk about the value of remembering names. Ooh, we think it's super it's gonna important. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. And super difficult. So <laughs> stick around for that. So thanks for hanging with us every right. week.